What would you do if your partner not only chose alcohol over you, but also blamed you for their alcohol dependency? On today's case, Mr. McGowan says that while he loves his long-term partner, Ms. Sanders, he's endured more than his fair share of pain as a result of her alcoholism. He says her toxic mood swings and destructive outbursts are controlling their relationship, and he's refusing to deal with it any longer. Mr. McGowan says it's time for Ms. Sanders to finally put him first and the bottle in the trash, or they will never make it down the aisle. Let's hear their case. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Starr presiding. Your Honor, this is the case of McGowan versus Sanders. Thank you very much. Mr. McGowan, Ms. Sanders, Mr. McGowan, you say your eight-year relationship is being tested and you don't know if you can make it work. You say Ms. Sanders' verbal abuse, alcohol problem, and fits of rage have left you with one foot out the door. Yes, Your Honor. And Ms. Sanders, you say you love Mr. McGowan and your children, but he's painting a one-sided picture, and today you are ready to fill in the rest of the blanks. Yes, Your Honor. So there seems to be tremendous conflict going on in this relationship. You all have been together for eight long years, living together seven of those years, and you have two children together. So there's a lot at stake here. I'm going to jump right in and address the elephant in the room. Mr. McGowan, you brought this case to court because you say the woman you love is a major alcoholic. Talk to me about what's been going on. Well, yes, I I love uh, Tay. Um, She's a great woman, but she just has this alcoholic tendency, and when she gets to drinking, she doesn't stop. She doesn't trust me also, Your Honor, and that's why we're here today. And Ms. Saunders, talk to me. Do you understand why he's making these claims? Yes, Your Honor. My drinking had definitely took a turn for... It It got excessive, and it was very bad. I will be celebrating five months sober, though. Congratulations. In six days, yes. So it definitely um, did... It, it got out of control. So let's go back. Mr. McGowan, why don't you tell me why you think it's not just a problem that will go away in five months. What has been happening? Well, Your Honor, she just loves her vodka. My friend, he actually just passed away mm. uh, last year due to alcoholism. I'm sorry to and, hear that. Uh, thank you. But, um, and I really needed her during that time. And she just wasn't there for me. She'd rather be out with her friends partying and drinking herself. You think that vodka was a priority for her and, and hanging out with her friends rather than being there for you? Yes. Ms. Saunders, is Mr. McGowan painting the correct picture in that regard? Not at all. Vodka was not my priority. It became an emotional crutch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how I was coping. But I understand, Mr. McGowan, you say that there were examples that sort of belie that it was a bigger problem. You need to lay out for me those examples. Yeah, um, this one instance. I had woke up, it was about 9 or 10 in the morning. She was already drinking. She started getting belligerent with me and just calling me names, uh, the N-word, the B-word, just other uh, other names, and, uh, yeah, it just got out of hand. Now, is that something that was you're used to? I mean, because that sounds like a pretty volatile reaction that early in the morning. Yeah, no, it's not anything that I'm used to. I mean, she kind of goes on binge drinks, so she'll drink for a few days and then stop, and then she'll go again. Do you believe that she has, in fact, been um, sober for the last five months, as um, Ms. Sanders just stated? 
I'm not too sure, honestly, Your Honor. That's a pretty serious accusation. Well, there was this one time that uh, I had went outside um, to take the trash out and I saw a bottle of liquor, an empty bottle of liquor. It was actually a kind that she likes to drink. And um, when I came inside and confronted her about it, she just got belligerent and enraged and um, she said it wasn't hers. And the only time that she acts like that is when she was drinking. So, so Ms. Sanders, I'm gonna let you address this because, you know, obviously, the foundation of any relationship is trust. And you say that you have been sober, but your fiancé is saying that he has reason not to believe you. Does he? He has no reason not to believe me. Um, this has been important. My kids know about this. So, this has been a journey as a family that we've been on together. So, that's ludicrous to me. So you're saying that it's all out in the open in your family that mom um, has been facing some emotional struggles and she is now getting it together. Yes, Your Honor. That sounds scary, especially when uh, you have young kids. And I see that you have a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old. They really need both of you to be there for them. When did this drinking start? Do you know, Mr. McGowan? Um, I believe it started after... Uh... She was pregnant and I cheated on her, actually. You're While honest. she was pregnant? Um, after she had our son, yeah. I started drinking when I was young, I will say that. I've always liked to drink in, in a social way and have fun. But you don't think you had a problem? No, that's why, and, my, and I didn't understand. And my mom kept asking me, are you okay? Is your spirit not at peace? You know, where, what, and I didn't, there was a lot of different things going on, but I've always drank. That wasn't a problem until recently. So... We drank together when we were underage. Okay, which, ooh, Lord. I <laughs> Please make sure that your children don't know that know. because we don't want to encourage them to do the no. same thing. This is stopping uh -huh. me. Uh-huh. Mom and Dad made some really bad choices back in the day, and now they're working really hard not to do that. Should we hear them? You know, I gotta be Auntie Star sometime, make sure yes, that the kids know. You know, anytime you fall down, you can get back up. You know, gotta make sure we take on that responsibility also. But, Mr. McGowan, for real, Back in the day, when you all were partying and hanging out, you didn't perceive um, her social drinking to be an issue. No, I didn't perceive it to be an issue. Okay, um, so Mike, so the reason that we were, are going back through the whole cheating incident is because I'm trying to figure out, is there a trigger for her um, using alcohol to excess? Well, I mean, she really doesn't have any respect for my belongings also. So, my question is, was this something that happened overnight or is this something that there was a catalyst for? Because usually there's a trigger. Well, I'm like pretty you had sure had the trigger, an argument I'm or... I'm pretty sure the trigger was the liquor. Honestly. So, you're thinking I that was... when she starts to drink, she does something that is not, um, not usual. Is that a good way to put right. it? Right. That's, that's Now right I understand. Way. Mr. McGowan is saying that your drinking is the, um, is the trigger for inappropriate behavior. Mm. And I want to find out from you if you think there's something that triggers the drinking. Mm -hmm. Is there something that is going on, like your mother has, in your spirit that is unwell? The emotional distress, and I didn't realize how much... Because I, I keep it running, so I'm functioning. You know, I, t I still keep my routine at bedtime, so I'm still able to... And you know that's what people call a functioning alcoholic. Yes, exactly. So when you still can function on a high level, you don't... And honestly, I was numb. Her drinking is about something. Mm -hmm. There is no question about that. 
you made her not trust you because you picked up some random miscellaneous chick up at the McDonald's or wherever you met her. Yeah, at the McDonald's, and then he started taking another young lady to the strip club at 3 and 4 in the morning. That's Why it. would you be giving another lady a ride to the strip club? What do you think you're trying to numb? Um, I just think it's been a lot of emotional trauma, unhealed emotional trauma wounds um, in this relationship from the cheating. After the cheating, there was no remorse shown to me uh, because he still continued to speak to other women from the dating app. And I just had a baby. He's telling me things like, I want to be free. Um, Mr. McGowan? <laughs> um, I was young back then. That was a long time ago. So are you saying that there is, there's no reason for her to not trust you when it comes to cheating. It's, it's not about my cheating, Your Honor. It's about her drinking. That's so, again, Mr. McGowan, um, her drinking is about something. Mm -hmm. There is no question about that. You, you can't convince me that unless she has some sort of um, uh, body function that is causing her to drink, that means there's some emotional reason right. that she is connecting to that's sending her to drink. And you're with her, so you tell me what do you think it is. Well, like she said, she had been drinking ever since uh, back in the day. So. But it wasn't just back in the day. It was after there was an infidelity and you made her not trust you because you picked up some random miscellaneous chick up at the McDonald's or wherever you met her. Yeah, at the McDonald's, and then he started taking another young lady to the strip club at 3 and 4 in the morning when we have a new baby and keeping late hours. So then when me and this person exchanged words, she was saying, like, where are you at it, when we it, spend time? It was only... Like, she was having was a sexual a relationship ride, with him. But I beg your pardon? It was only a ride. I was only giving her a ride to the strip club. That's Why would it. you be giving another lady a ride to the strip club? Well, it was just at the time I needed some money at the time, so, I mean, she said she needed a ride to the strip club, so... I'd give her a ride. So you were acting almost like an Uber driver? That's it, an Uber driver. Listen, I, I like to think of myself as a, a, a jack of all trades, but in situations like this, I really and truly like to bring in some people who really have an expertise in this. And so I have asked um, a drug and alcohol counselor to come in and just talk us through some of the issues because we've been talking triggers, and we need to talk solutions also. Yes. So I am going to ask our witness to come and give me some additional counsel via Skype. I'm going to introduce you to Brooke Tangenuse, who is a drug and alcohol counselor, happens to be from your area in the Denver, Colorado area. So, Ms. Tangenhouse, how do you think you could assist in the defendant's drinking issue? Because she clearly wants to resolve it. You know, there's a few things that stand out to me. Um, I talk, I definitely hear her talking about just feeling uh, a lot of emotional distress, which absolutely comes from uh, that experience, especially uh, dealing with um, some infidelity in their relationship. That's really traumatic, uh, especially going postpartum. Uh, there's a, we talk about just kind of dealing with our feelings, and she even mentioned feeling that she wants to numb out and not have to deal with things. It also compounds that negative belief of I'm not good enough or I'm unwanted. And we absolutely do a lot of work as far as how do we process through that and look at those experiences that have left her feeling that way, and also finding healthier ways of 
um, not only grounding herself emotionally, but also helping her to find ways of coping without having to go to alcohol. The way that we look at it is we look at the substance use as just a, a symptom of the problem. Yes. It's not what's really going on here. You have to recognize her inability to trust you is one of those triggers. Um, so that requires you to take accountability. And at the end of the day, not pulling that trigger might be the best thing that is for her and for your family. If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. What are some of the kinds of triggers that can lead to addiction? Sure. Well, there's definitely what we call external and internal triggers. External things are situations and experiences outside of ourselves. Internal triggers are the ones that are happening internally within our body, both uh, maybe thoughts, belief systems, and also feelings that we might be experiencing as well. Um, so, you know, as far as internally, I definitely heard some experience of maybe feeling um, not good enough, um, feeling unwanted maybe some felt sense of rejection uh, in that situation. Feelings might be related to feeling depressed, angry, um, hurt, betrayed. Uh, so those are definitely triggers and we would process through how do we manage those. Um, Ms. Sanders, I see you shaking your head because it seems like she is painting a picture that you very much recognize. Is that correct? Yes, because I just, like I said, I've been on a journey to seek help. So I did, you know, go to AA and it honestly changed my life. And so, Ms. Tangenhall, the words that you were using, it seems like Ms. Sanders is using also. So I guess my next question is what advice would you offer um, Ms. Sanders? since she is now working on this journey? Yeah, well, first of all, it is a really long journey to come and overcome um, struggles with problematic substance use. So my recommendation would be is, you know, it sounds like she's got a really good start as far as um, attending AA meetings, and that can be great, especially if she's even employed a sponsor and started working on the step work with her sponsor. If she feels like there's still struggles, especially when it comes to the family system, which is uh, very common uh, when it comes to substance use problems, then maybe seeking out some professional help would be a really good step to help the family unit repair uh, all together. In fact, I heard her mention earlier that she was just talking about this has been a family struggle and a family where they're all going through it together with the kids included. And sometimes we just need a little extra help that might mean just getting an evaluation to further understand what's going on here. The advice that you're given is just very common sense, but it's also reality-based, that this is a long journey, and we certainly do appreciate it. I know that you are prepared to help me help them um, and help Ms. Sanders in particular. Yeah, absolutely. She's more than welcome to set up an appointment here at our office, and we'd be happy to do a formal evaluation and just kind of look at all the different components of the situation that's going on to put together a plan that's gonna help bring healing and recovery for the entire family, including herself. Thank you so very much. Thank you for your expertise. Um, and um, thank you for the education that you provided, not just Mr. McGowan and Ms. Sanders, but 
for our entire um, courtroom team. Thank you again. Absolutely. Ms. McGowan, Ms. Sanders, clearly there are issues that are never going to be resolved right here today. But, um, Ms. Sanders, I want you to be a whole human being. I want you to get back to who you were, um, that happy-go-lucky, fun lady who is raising two children. Um, if Mr. McGowan is the person that's going to be your partner for that, you have to bring your whole self to the relationship, and that's a whole healthy self. Are you ready to jumpstart your journey? Is a oh, way yes. To put it? Um, <laughs> yes, Your Honor. The first thing to do is obviously recognize the problem, which you have done. The second thing is to want to get help, which you're done. Um, and I would like to offer you the opportunity to at least go and talk to um, uh, a therapist and see if there's a treatment plan, and we would like to offer that to you if you think that would be helpful for you and your family. Yes, Your Honor, I definitely would. Excellent. We'll make sure that you have that information. But by the same token, Mr. McGowan, you have to recognize that her inability to trust you is one of those triggers um, that has been very much identified. And at the end of the day, not pulling that trigger might be the best thing that is for her and for your family. So that requires you to take accountability for the part that you have played in this and to not think that the drinking is the only problem in your relationship, but to recognize that a relationship is built on mutual responsibility, mutual trust, um, mutual love. And in order for you to have all of those things, uh, you have to bring your whole self to the relationship. Do you agree with me? Yes, Your Honor. Um, and if your family is important to you, you have to commit to that. So I'm just going to ask you to commit to Ms. Sanders that you will support her journey wherever it leads so that she can be a whole human being. Yes, Your Honor, I will. So that's something that you say to her. Well, I'm going to be here to support you through your whole journey, okay? Ms. Sanders, and if that journey leads you to make choices that work for you that does not include Mr. McGowan because you have not reestablished that trust, you have to be strong enough to make that decision. But the important thing is that you both become whole. If it works out together, that's going to be great and beneficial for your children. But if it does not work out, working on being the best co-parent you can be so that they become whole human beings themselves. Families that are dealing with addiction, they have to really do the hard work. It's not just the addict that it affects, it's really the entire family. And it's gonna mean two whole human beings are gonna have to figure out what role they're gonna play in the relationship. Yes.